Welcome to My Orgasmic Life Podcast, a show that where we talk about sex, love, relationships, and kink. And of course, my favorite part, I share with you my very graphic, very juicy, and always entertaining orgasmic life. I'm Gaia Morissette, your hostess, and your holistic sexual wellness specialist, your trauma healer, your BDSM expert, and of course, your pro dominatrix. Mm. <laughs> the show was inspired to inspire you to support your orgasmic living. Remember, always check the content warning before you listen and make sure you're listening where no one else can hear it because you never, ever know what I'm going to say because I always come with an explicit graphic content warning. <laughs> now, strap in and enjoy the show. Hello, and welcome to another fabulous episode of My Orgasmic Life. Okay, so I really, really, really just want to take a moment to say thank you, audience, for listening. Thank you, audience, for sending me feedback and giving me beautiful ideas about topics that you want to hear me talk about. So I actually, this topic that we're going to do today is from one of my audience um, wanting me to have a conversation about what, what if your partner had a really wild sex life? How do you handle it? And so that's what we're going to talk about today. Um, so let's start with, um, let's start with why do we tend to, as a society, particularly North American society, have issues with people's past? Let's just start there. So I just want you to take a moment and ponder, okay, so if, you know, somebody has plenty of experience, you know, if you want to go to a mechanic, you want them to have experience. If you, you know, um, Anything that we hire people for, we want them to have lots of experience. We want them to have a past. Um, the more experience they have, the more we we surrender and trust into that they know what they're doing um, and that they're going to be good at it because they have lots of experience. So in one aspect, as you know, we believe that having a past experiences and more experiences you have, the more of an expert you kind of become. Yet... When it comes to things like sex and relationships, we kind of go the other way, which is, you know, quite a little bit strange. You know, it's like we want our partners to have no other experiences other than with us. Yet, if they have no experience, how are they going to be good at sex? You have to have experiences. The more experiences you have, the better you are at something, right? So that that tracks through the rest of the way that we move. But why is it that we assume that everybody's born with the ability to uh, have good sex, to be a good lover, um, without any uh, without any exploration, without any experience, without any education? Why is it that we just assume that you're born? You're not born a heart surgeon. 
not born being an experienced rock climber. You're not born being something. You have to experience it and build skills and skills come from more experience. Okay. So I just want to put that in the framework before we get into where those feelings of insecurities and jealousy and everything that kind of come in when we believe that our partner has had, you know, an experienced sex life before us. Why is that a problem? Okay, because remember, again, we want experience. We want somebody to be good at something. And who doesn't want their partner to be good at getting you off? Your <laughs> partner to be good at sex, right? That's, that's, if all the, if you don't have any other life skills, being good in bed is a really good one to have. And the only way you gain that is from experiences and education, which often comes hand on, hands-on learning, okay? So just take a moment. Every part of your brain's like, but no, I need them to not have had a past and I need to be the only one and the special one. And okay, so just take, take your side, move that aside for a second. Do you not want your partner to be skill, a skilled lover? Okay, I'm assuming you said yes. <laughs> um, so the only way that happens is if they've had some experiences. Now, there's something so that so why do we believe this whole like it's a there's just like this mm, couple of different you know belief systems that we've been kind of programmed to believe and that we've romanticized, okay? So first, let's break it down a little bit. So the first part is um, the idea of two virgins meeting and that you are the only people that you've ever had seen each other naked and experienced sexual, you know, sexuality with each other, okay? So we kind of, We've romanticized that. You see that in fairy tales. You see that in romance novels. You see, you see, kind of see that from you know from that perspective. Is like, ooh, that would be so wonderful. But here's the deal: it's not wonderful. I know because I treat <laughs> and see. And over the years, before I moved pretty much full time into the dungeon um, as a sexual educator, um, I have seen hundreds of couples who both were like virginal and they don't know how to have sex, they actually end up in sexless relationships because they're not good at it because they don't know how to be good at it. Not, not a single person in that relationship has any experience uh, whatsoever. And so you got, uh, you got lots of um, no pleasure, no orgasms. <laughs> it's awkward. It's uncomfortable. It's, it's not any good. <laughs> then they come see me and I have to teach them how to have good sex. So somebody has to learn. You got to learn some way, whether it's, you know, if you're going to, if you happen to be virgins together, then please reach out to a sexual educator to kind of give you some skills. Or, you know, I have a great course called sexual skill building to teach you the basic, the nuts and bolts of sex that, you know, you don't, no one's taught you. And even if you're experienced, you probably don't. There's a bunch of stuff that you may not even know. 
So start there, okay? Because otherwise you're you're missing out because sex can be like, ooh, epic, epic. Toe curling, forget your name, can't walk, epic, okay? Now, but again, if you have two people who don't know anything about it, that you can't get to epic. You can't even get to mediocre in my experience. Very rare. So you kind of need at least one person in the experience to have a little bit of experience. They've had, which means they have had a sexual past. And that sexual past doesn't negate your love, your connection, your intimacy, your bond, your building your relationship together. It doesn't negate, their past doesn't negate what you share with them today. If anything, it enhances what they, you share with them today is they're bringing in some skills that they picked up somewhere which you're getting the benefit of. So that's one side of it, okay? It's the whole only, it's only for each other, which again comes from a very monogamous belief system um from which of from a you know cultural and societal standpoint okay i only there only needs to be one and i want to ignore that there may have been ones before you so that i can only i can be the only one and you're my only one which is not always true not always beneficial and it kind of min minimizes the possibilities of a bunch of things okay so If you're moving from that mind frame, then what's happening is, is that your partner can't even really even bring in the skills of the experiences that they liked from the past, because there's this feeling that if I tell you how I like it, you're going to be upset because I know how I like it because somebody else that gave, you know, helped me figure that out. I came up with that from another space, not just, it may be from a past lover, but it also might be from masturbation. Often when we're worried about being the only one, then we, and the only one to give our partners pleasure and to be the only one, we also negate, they kind of usually go hand in hand, uh, negate the fact that you, that person may have a sex life that's not around you being in a masturbation self-exploration life which also limits you as well by the way if you're moving from that place you're also missing out on figuring out what you desire what you like how you like it and then being able to bring it to the table and sharing it with your partner the idea is that we want to gain information and gain knowledge and then bring it into our relationships to better our relationships it doesn't take away from our relationships the only thing it takes away from is the delusion that you're the only one, they're the only one, um, that there's something wrong with them having a past, something wrong with you having a past. And that limits, limits your orgasms, limits your pleasure, limits how much you can communicate and talk about, talk about, you know, oh, I really like this thing. I learned this, you know, I learned this when I was with so-and-so, um, you know, um, I learned, you know, you know, they really liked this. Um, let me try it. See if you really like it. Like it's, it's okay. That's okay. It's okay to be like, oh, I learned to move. Let's see if I can use that move. And if that move works for you, it may work really well. It might've been an epic move 
or it might need to be adapted specifically for you. But again, they're bringing something to the table or to the bedroom or on the washing machine, wherever you happen to be doing it. <laughs> okay. Now, over the years, another fight <laughs> and distressor that I've seen happen with couples is where somebody tells their number, you know? So somebody asks, and this is typically, this is typically how this works, okay? <laughs> and uh, I don't wanna be gender biased here, but I'm gonna talk about particular gender roles uh, for a second. Um, so if you don't fall into that category, you please uh, don't, uh, assume that I'm not including you in that process. You can find you can figure out where you fit on that spectrum um, for yourself of how this will apply. Okay, so typically the per often what happens is the person who's asking about the number usually has a higher number than the other person. <laughs> typically, what typically happens. Um. Or the other person has a higher number. So here's the thing. So what? Right? Um, and often when you have that conversation, like how many people have you had sex with? You ask that question. You need to, if you're going to ask that question, be prepared. That doesn't really matter the answer to that question. You're just curious about the person's experience, experience levels, which means will be a good idea to, you know, figure out, ooh, I'm going to get to reap all the rewards of all of that experience versus, oh my God, they're dirty. <laughs> or, oh my God, I don't have enough experience. My insecurities kick in. Or, um, you know, I, 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 you can't be the mother of my children. Um, you know, there's, what will other people think? Um, so there's all this stuff about judgment depending on, um, often unfortunately it comes depending on what body parts you have um so a woman that has some, a vagina owner that has a high number of lovers um is deemed to be loose uh you know uh scarlet uh hussy uh tramp whore slut there's not a single word in our vocabulary or english vocabulary that supports a, a sexually liberated, experienced, um, and free woman. We don't have any non-derogatory terms for that. So that sheds some serious light into what our society thinks about women who, um, you know, even things are loose. We like sex, but put it out. Okay, so, which drops into the Madonna whore complex, which is another conversation. I, I will have and we'll we'll do another podcast called Madonna versus whore. <laughs> okay. So stay tuned for that. Um, okay, so um often the if the you know the woman, the vagina owner has a high number, it's deemed as there's a whole bunch of things. Okay. There's fear that she's uh, not trustworthy. She's because she likes sex. So, it, you know, maybe I won't be able to provide. All right. Maybe, maybe she'll cheat on me. 
and she might cheat on you. I don't know how many people she's had sex with has no bearing on her, her fidelity or her honesty. So I just need to point that out. <laughs> the question, if you want to find out if she cheats is, did you cheat? Were you honest with every partner that you were with? Right. That's really what you want to find out. If you want to find that out, how many women, how many people she's had sex with is irrelevant to her fidelity. Okay. And her honesty and her trustworthiness. Um, there's this uh, idea that, um, you know, from you know, a very deep level of like, you know, masculinity um, of, you know, well, others have planted their seed there. So you're not really mine. I didn't really capture you, conquer you, own you. And I know that sounds really archaic, but there is a, a primal narrative that we all move from um, with our, you know, animalistic, we have brains that we can override those, but from a deeper animalistic um, space, um, it's like, okay, well, somebody else's seed has been there. I don't know if I want my seed to be there. You know, it's kind of like, if you think of the is logical or rational or not, it still runs under the surface of who we are as human beings. So if you think, for example, um, let's take a pride of lions. And, you know, there's like one, one dude that with the pride of, you know, his uh, huntress, lioness, and then they have cubs. And his job is to protect the pride from other male lions. The lioness job is to uh, have the cubs and to uh, kill and hunt and bring food for everybody, okay? So those are like kind of the standard roles that are played in the, the, the pride. Now, if another male wants to come in to steal that male's pride, pride, he would have to kill the male or chase off the current male. And then the first thing he usually does is kill off all of that male's offspring so that he can have his own offspring. And you see this in the animal kingdom over and over and over and over and over again. So there is something on a deep, deep, deep level around this idea about, you know, my seed and, you know, wanting to eradicate the previous seed. <laughs> okay. But we are so, we can do more. We can move beyond that place. All right. Again, those levels of expertise uh, come in handy and, you know, you're more likely to have some really good sex because the person likes to have sex. Um, <laughs> so, so those are some of the reasons kind of on a deeper level. Um, often women, vagina owners are, you know, um, and again, typically like the often women tend to have vagina owners tend to have a higher number than the average dude, unless you got a player. And I say player with utmost respect. Okay. Um, as long as it was above board and ethical. <laughs> Sorry. Got some allergy stuff going on this morning. Okay. 
So unless you have a, you know, a, a dude who's like, you know, he's suave and he is uh, ladies and he's good with the ladies and he likes to have lots of sex and, um, you know, he's got some good game. Um, his numbers are most likely not going to be typically dudes numbers are lower than vagina owners numbers are. And that's just a based on our cultural stuff around how easy how how much easier it is for women to get laid than it is to have you know men to get laid. And now I don't talk about good sex though. Like that's that's a whole other that's a whole other conversation. <laughs> Not having good sex, but just getting laid. Okay. So what often will happen in that you know conversation of like what's your number? Is that you know the guy has a lower number, like the then again heteronormative relationship here. The penis owner has a, a lower number. Oh, you know, bi and guy, uh, gay uh, penis owners, by the way, have also very high numbers. <laughs> Kudos for you guys. That's <laughs> men want to put out more. So, anyways. So in that heteronormative conversation, vagina owner, penis owner, typically what happens is the vagina owner has usually a larger number than the penis owner and thinks that the penis owner is going to have a larger number than hers. And then the penis owner is like, what? You've had sex with that many people? Oh my God, now I can't bring you home to mama because you're not a good girl and I can't have, you know, you can't have my babies because, you know, now you're a whore. And I'm not okay with that. And, you know, the, <laughs> the vagina was like, what are you talking about? So here's, don't ask that question. <laughs> or be prepared. Be prepared that whatever the answer to that question is going to be, it doesn't really matter. But the question you should ask is, do you have experience? How much sexual experience do you have? The person can say, I have some, none, some, fair amount, lots. <laughs> you don't need to know what that number is. Is it important? No, it's not important. Not important at all. What's important is, is that the person has a past and that past is okay that they had a past. And again, that past brings experience and you want to hire, if you're hiring people, you want them to have experience. So why wouldn't you want somebody who has experience, skills, some skills in the bedroom? Okay. So that's really where I want you to sit with. Okay. So when you start to, and then you can go to that next level. Okay. So once we move out of that place and you're like, okay, I'm feeling pretty good about this. I've had, a, I have a past, they have a past, their experience brings, brings to the table, just like my experience brings to the table, which then you guys experience, explore together and you will find out what really enjoy each other. And that may be the, the beginning of a beautiful relationship that, you know, you guys have for the rest of your lives, or it may be an interim until you meet some other people, or you may move into from monogamy to non-monogamy. There's so many possibilities. Okay. But their past means it makes up who they are. And 
it's really good if you can let go of that you need your partner to not have a past because somehow them having a past means that you're not special to them now or you're afraid that they're still in love with somebody in their past or they're still fantasizing about somebody in their past and you're not the only one you can let go of that piece and heal that that piece then what you're left with is an opportunity to learn more about who they are in a relationship. What are the things that they like sexually? You can ask them, what do you like sexually? What things have worked for you? What turns you on? What turns you off? You can also ask, you know, what do you, you know, those past relationships, why didn't they work? You know, what did you love about those relationships and what didn't work about those relationships? The more information, as I like to call it data, the more data you collect about your current partner, the better equipped you are to navigate your relationship and improve your relationship with each other, you know, a hundred folds. So I leave you with this. And if you have a wild past, all right, and you know, you're like, oh my God, I talk to my partner, my current, I really like my current partner, but if he knows how much I've had sex or she knows how much I've had sex or they know how much I've had sex, they're going to think I'm loose and slutty and a player and can't be trusted and all these fears. Have them listen to this episode. <laughs> if you're the one that has pretty wild baths, have them listen to this episode. And if your partner is the one that's had a wild past, but you're afraid to ask the questions, you know what? This is a great opportunity for you to lean in to knowing that their expertise, their experience creates expertise and those skills are only going to benefit you. Each experience somebody has allows them to become who they are. So past relationships, past lovers, past, you know, uh, love interests, all of those pieces allows for them to be who they are. So if you've fallen in love with this person that's sitting in front of you, the reason you love them is because of all of where they've been. All of every experience that they've ever had, good, bad, ugly, has made and has shaped them to be who you have fallen in love with. So to deny that those experiences shape them and not know what those experiences are, not feel safe to talk about those experiences, for them to share with the, you about those experiences, really denies you getting to truly know your partner or partners. And by denying that means you really aren't in love with that person that's sitting in front of you or the people that you're in relationships with because you don't really know them. You know of version of them you know of that they've you know been able to share with you but they haven't shared all of who they are and when you deny that they have a past you prevent them from truly sharing all of who they are which means that you're missing out you're not getting to know and truly love all of who is in front of you you're not getting to reap the rewards of the lessons that they've learned in past relationships and past sexual experiences, you're missing out. So if this conversation you're like, oh my God, there's no way, no way, you know, things like, 
if you're that person that wants them to remove their Facebook pictures of their exes and off their phones and they can't acknowledge that they have a past, then you are missing out and you truly are not in love with the person in front of you because you don't know who they are. They're not a threat. Their ex is not a threat to you. Their past experience is not a, a threat to you. You know what's a threat to you? Denying their past, making it so that they can't openly share with you who they are, openly share with you who they've been and where they've been and the experiences that they've had, um, you know, the heartbreaks that they've had, the, the deep love they've been able to experience. You aren't getting, the, you're not creating a safe environment for them to share truly who you, they are with you, which means that you will never truly 100% have a deep, deep love connection because they can't be, they can't feel safe enough to be who they are because who they have been makes up where they've been makes up who they are. So if you're like, okay, I got some shit here. Don't worry. You don't have to figure it out yourself. There's some programming. There's usually things around when we're afraid that we need to be the only one. Usually there's some trauma. There may be some betrayal. There may be some wounds from your past relationships or your past life experiences that are interfering with you not feeling safe enough to acknowledge that you're, you're feeling threatened by your partner or partner's past. So if that's the case, reach out to me. And we can clear that. We can heal that so that you can truly get to know your partner, all of your partner, and reap the rewards. There's a lot of rewards that you're not getting to reap because they can't explain it or they can't show up and do it because you'll be like, where'd you learn that? You can't answer that question because if they answer that question, you're going to be mad. There's going to be consequences. They write me some amazing, wild, crazy new moves that may make you crawling off the walls with pleasure but they can't just show up with those moves because you're going to say where are they come from and they're not going to be able to answer that because you will not be okay with the answer to that so i really lovingly invite you you're missing out on so many good things all right so need support reach out find me at gaiamorissette.com and uh, we can have a conversation about how I can, you know, help you clear this, whatever, whatever wounds or trauma or fear of insecurities that you are carrying around this that prevents you from being okay with your partner having a past. And if you happen to be the person who has like a pretty wild, uh, very experienced past, both sexually and relationship wise, um, have your partner listen to this episode. <laughs> and then you both can reach out to me. And I can help you navigate that if you need to, okay? All right, until next time, stay curious. Remember, sex is a skill. It's not naturally given to us, like breathing. We know how to breathe. We're born, we know how to breathe. When our heart knows how to pump air, our you know lungs know how to do what needs to do. There's certain things that automatically we know how to do. Having pleasure, giving pleasure, being a good lover is not one of them. That only comes from experience and education and learning. So like rock climbing, heart surgery, and any other skilled, <laughs> sex is a skill.
So I also would recommend go take my uh, sexual skill building 101, the nuts and bolts of sex. All right, that will be beneficial. Even if you do have a lot of experience, there's a bunch of stuff you probably don't even know. <laughs> All right, till next time. Stay curious. Make sure you reach out if you have any topics you want me to cover. And bye. I love you guys. Hmm. Well, I hope today's episode inspired you, encouraged you, and of course, made you feel tingly inside. <laughs> I just want to take a moment to tell you how much I appreciate the time that you spend and how I really deeply appreciate you listening. I do it for you guys, the audience, and I love and adore you guys. So quick loving reminder, I am not available for naked pictures, getting married, having sex, or having anybody's babies. And when you want to spend more time with me in a professional capacity as your coach, your teacher, your educator, your facilitator, um, you can reach me at GaiaMorissette.com. That's the gateway to all things Gaia. I also lovingly invite you to follow me on Instagram, which the handle is My Orgasmic Life Podcast, where you can leave feedback and comments. Also, come join me on Facebook at My Orgasmic Life Podcast Facebook group. And I really want to hear from you. I want to know how this show affected you. Did you what did you learn? Was it inspirational? Did you agree? Do you disagree? Um, you know, I want I want to know because I'm a little bit of a voyeur. So I want to know what, how am I affecting you? <laughs> so please, please, please come leave some comments. Now, if you're like, but I don't want everybody to know what I'm thinking, which is okay. Sometimes we need privacy and we need to be anonymous. So you would like that option? We have that. Okay, listeners. Until next time, may your life be filled with sexy exploration and orgasmic pleasure. Bye-bye.